0: and welcome to episode 40 of the mtg complex cast my name is steven i'm joined by my co-hosts john hey and chris hey and in today's episode we'll be talking about a gp sao paulo is that how you say that sao paulo
1: it's supposed to be sao paulo
0: i'm not
2: sure sao paulo sao paulo Paulo?
0: it was in brazil yeah uh but first let's kick things off with our weekly round of we talk about what decks we piloted and what decks we played last week chris let's start with you So,
1: um, for Friday Night Magic, I played, once again, Amulet of Vigor, Mm -hmm. Uh, this time only to a disappointing two and two finish. Um, Some people say that I am crazy for continuing to play this deck in our incredibly blood moon infested meta, but uh, multiple weeks in a row I've just been frankly too lazy to put any other deck together (laughs) and haven't been really punished for it up until now. Uh, So I think in the past two weeks i played eight rounds and five of my opponents had Blood Moons in their deck. Excellent. The others had Tron Lands.
2: Not so excellent.
1: So I'm pretty sure that's an incredibly representative uh, pool of what the modern metagame looks like as a whole, right? Oh, definitely. the format is nothing but Blood Moons and Tron Lands.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's getting there. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So I actually played a lot of uh, Magic this weekend. I got to put together... Um, the thing, in the ice, blue moon deck John had played a couple of weeks ago, except for that my deck only had one uh, Jason mind because I only own one.
2: Hey, I own zero.
1: But uh, I bought one with store credit, and I felt like I had to play it, so I just built it, the only deck that I knew that played it.
2: Wow, it's pretty savage. <laughs>
1: um, I played against my friend on the Eldrazi Stompy deck and lost literally every single game. Really? <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> Chalice is be good. Well, you don't have you don't have your pile. Of, you don't have any Maedekar uh, like Braids, right? Right.
1: I don't even own a Braid, so that was kind of a an issue.
2: And the deck normally plays like two, which makes Chalice a lot easier to deal with.
1: Yeah, electrolyze is significantly worse in that matchup than a Braid.
2: <laughs> yeah. Significantly. Oh. Can confirm.
1: Um. Although I did get to play against Jessica afterwards, and I got to absolutely destroy. Guy. Oh, I uh, bet. Turns out, Blood Moon is uh, pretty good against this three-color deck, despite them playing red cards, because their red cards don't actually matter.
0: Mm.
1: And... Uh, half, a lot of the red cards are also white, like Lightning Helix, so you don't actually get to cast those anyway.
2: Yeah, Blood Moon can be difficult.
1: <clears throat> uh, I also played in the pre-release. The pre-release was this weekend, and I was not originally planning to play, ple- bleh, to play pre-release... But uh, some friends came in from the Bay Area and decided, you know, why not? Let's just sit down and play some pre-release. Um, I vaguely researched the cards the night before. Uh, had not a really good idea what I was doing. Sat down, whipped together some blue-green deck. And I thought I didn't think it was very good. And then I proceeded to go 3-1, uh, getting completely annihilated by Mill in the finals.
0: Solid. Great.
1: So there's Apparently there's this new enchantment It's 3 mana and it says Whenever uh, you draw a card Your opponent mills 2 cards
0: Is that a new enchantment?
1: Yeah it's, a like, one? it's like Jace's Erasure But Jace's Erasure is only 1 for 1 oh, This okay. is 2 for 1 And this card is insane in the brain <laughs> You just play this card on turn 3 And then literally do nothing else for the rest of the game And your opponent can't win
0: yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Like, he just played it on turn three and sat there with counterspells and removal spells, and I just couldn't kill him fast enough. It was pretty huh. sweet. Uh, turns out he had two of them in his deck. So I thought, oh, I'll just board to my Reclamation Sage, and then if I blow his up, a jam, how does he possibly win? Well, with his other copy of that, that card.
0: Duh. Is it
1: It's not uncommon. Hmm. So yeah, that was incredibly gross. Uh, and since it's whenever you draw, uh, John didn't know that they reprinted Sift.
2: Yeah, what the fuck.
1: So he plays this card and like sifts, like oh you mill six, like oh okay.
2: Huh.
1: I guess we just lose now. Oh. <laughs> huh. Oh, there goes my Rex Age. Well. Gets sifted yeah. on. Uh, and then uh, to round it out, I played a game of Commander and a further reinforced my belief that Commander is terrible and you should never play it. All it it does is lead to um, hurt feelings and um, salty boys.
2: Who was salty in this case? You were the opponent?
1: Um, Everyone was salty at some point during the game. How many people? Four.
2: Oh yes, the ideal number of miserable people. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's why
0: you just can't take it personally, man.
1: It's like the second the second that you get ahead, everyone just piles on you and destroys everything you ever worked for and loved, and then you feel really sad. And then you see the player next to you start to develop and become happy with his board state, and then watch him get subsequently beaten down.
0: That's why you don't. That's why you just don't pull ahead in the needy You just you just stay low, lay low until until you know you can win. Oh yeah, you just stay low game. until
2: you can infinitely combo everyone in one turn. Exactly. Excellent yeah. gameplay.
0: Except when you're Animar, that's kind of hard to do, so.
2: just It's just good gameplay.
1: Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> what did you play this week, John?
2: Uh, I played a fair amount of Jeskai Control uh, online. I've run the deck through, I believe it's... got uh, yeah, four leagues now. Not as many as I would have liked, but uh, not a... Inconsequential number either. Uh, the deck has been really good. I went three and two in the first league, which wasn't the best, obviously. And then I've gone four and one in the next three, and I got kind of punked out in each match that I lost in those. Uh, in those first one, I lost to, like a Boros Taxes deck, um, and like just like caught me into the games it, yeah i mean it's taxes right so like about like it's like doing stuff in reality smasher i was like oh okay like i'm dead to this reality smasher yeah lost a black green infect uh in a real close series uh ended up dying to a crusader that i couldn't answer um the card if you can't counter it is basically impossible to kill unless you find a board wipe so yeah it kills you real quick too uh and then in the last league i lost a match to time against abs and coco that didn't feel very good i won i won game two with like three minutes on the clock and was like well, I didn't bring these Bane Slayers in in the matchup, but they're coming in now. <laughs> <laughs> Take these fucking fairies out, cause I gotta kill this guy with the quickness. And uh, he played like turn two Kitchen Finks. So that was that was real sweet. That does not uh, expedite the quickness of killing. So yeah, uh, but the matchup feels uh, the deck feels really good. Uh, I've got a seventy-five percent match win percentage right now. Uh, a seventy. 0.21% game win prestige. Uh, this is online, of course, because I took it to FNM and I got Shrek'd this week. I went one in three. Um, I lost two close matches to, or I see I won one close match and lost a close match to creature decks, just like kind of zoo decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got dumpstered by Dredge. Mm-hmm. Zero pieces <laughs> yeah. of Dredge hate in the seventy-five. So get in here, spellcallers. Uh I got to spell caller a faithless looting, and then I spell colored a lava axe on that spellcaller. Uh and then he conflagrated. Uh so then uh he conflagrated uh spellcaller B, which unlocked the lightning axe, uh which let him pitch another card to the yard for dredging, which is real sweet, which killed spell caller A, and then he got his Faithless Looting. So then he looted back the thing he just discarded from the, the lightning axe. Uh and I got fucking dumpster <laughs> i think that was an o2 and then i also lost to this like extremely strange artifact combo deck with ah
1: the paradox engine
2: deck paradox engine and uh yeah that deck was a real fucking doozy uh it like goes off with uh ever chalices and paradox engine and
1: an astral cornucopia
2: Uh, yeah makes a ton of mana and then like goes like infinite and kills you with uh, aetherflux reservoir yep um i mean yeah there's so many cards in this deck that i just did never seen before um so i brought in damping spheres because they seemed decent and uh in the game three uh i neglected to play it um the turn before i died because i figured there was like no possible way he could kill me uh and then he killed me so that was (laughs) probably the wrong choice so i kind of just kind of sat there with a stupid look on my face kind of scratching my head for a good while after that one trying to figure out how the hell that happened um so yeah i don't know that was a weird matchup i did not i did not get any nuggets of insight from that one other than i got fucking destroyed (laughs) so solid seems like the kind of matchup we're just like countering the relevant spells and beating down the meanwhile is good enough but it's just some weird stuff going on with that deck and the amount of mana they have available that makes oh, like yeah. logic not potentially really bad and it seems like um uh seems like chalice. overflowing chalice everflowing chalice is just secretly insane i mean mm-hmm. maybe it's not so secretly i'm used to playing it in cube where it's like usually just like a kind of mana rock that sometimes has even better upside yeah and then this deck it's just completely berserk so (laughs) so that was that was my week in magic i had a really good run of Jeskai. oh actually i I forgot to go over my my other deck i guess i'll go over that real quick uh i built high tide online uh i ran it through only one league so far i haven't had much time because i've been doing Jeskai stuff and been busy with real life uh first league did not go very well went two and three uh i did beat death and taxes uh, pretty handily. Also, discovered Teferi's Rome is terribly bugged online, so that's a thing. Uh, what does it do? Uh, so it's like you choose what you phase out with Teferi's Realm. You're like, do you want to phase out? Each player chooses on their turn what they want to phase out, and it's like artifacts, enchantments, creatures, or lands. So it's obviously like really good against like chalices and uh, hate bears because you can just like phase them out during your turn, and they don't do anything. So you can combo off and kill them. Um but my opponent took forever to decide and we, I, we couldn't figure out why it took them so long and they eventually phased out artifacts which was weird because they had a GTA in play and no enchantments so we were like why didn't they just phase out enchantments yeah and then it came back over uh to our turn and it was like do you want to phase out artifacts we're like no because he had like a thalia and ethos Canist and it's like do you want to phase out creatures we're like yes and it's like do you want to phase out enchantments? No. Do you want to phase out lands? No. Do you want to phase out artifacts? Wait, what? No. Do you want to phase out creatures? Yes? Do you want to... F- just, it just started looping. It, like, just oh. kept looping over and over and over and over. And then we're like, do you want to phase out artifacts? Yes? Do you want to phase out creatures? Yes? Do you want to, like... Just started clicking <laughs> randomly. Like, just... Like, we thought the game was locked up. We're just, like, furiously clicking on these menus at random. And eventually, it just, like pooped all the creatures out of out of existence, but there I guess the I guess the GTA doesn't come back until their turn anyway, so that was correct. So it did the thing we wanted it to do. It worked correctly, but it didn't seem like it took our input in any sort of meaningful way. Like I don't I haven't played it since. I don't know if it just randomly selected creature or if our first input was good but then it like got stuck somehow. It was really strange. I have to test with it some more. I don't know if it's going to behave in the manner it needs to. I know the guy, guy online that plays a ton of High Tide. He's like the guy that has the you know he plays the deck. He still plays it in his board, so it must be like uh you must be able to put it into like a known state where you can actually do what you want it to do by manipulating it in a certain way. Yeah. But I don't know what that is. I don't know if I got lucky or if you just it's just the first thing and then you just bash on it. or there's like an order you have to click yes or no in to make it work i gotta figure it out i messaged the guy on twitter maybe he knows i'm sure he Mm. knows so anyways that was my fun experience of high tide the deck is super sweet though uh and i got a lot of lines to learn with it still i don't think our our performance was like indicative of the deck being bad like i felt like we had game and all the games we played um and we had kind of bad matchups like the the um the the first match was Sneak and Show. That felt close. And then we put against this Grixis deck that was just a pile of Snapcasters and Hymnotorox and it had main deck Colgon's command. And we just never had a hand, like, Seems the entire cute. match. Like, um, we took a game off of them by just, like, getting really lucky on our draw step because High Tide can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just never had a hand. And it's like, well, I guess you just, like, play lands and hope to rip a high, uh, uh, time spiral off the top. But i feel like you probably die before that happens a lot of the time yeah uh then we put against rug delver which is kind of uh, seems like a dicey matchup um i mean it's probably not like the worst matchup in the world but it's also like not great for a person learning the deck because they just have so much cheap removal and free remove. uh i'm sorry cheap uh interaction and free interaction uh and the last two we played were death and taxes and ant and um those went pretty good seemed like uh we could handle those the hate bears aren't as bad out of death and taxes because uh, they don't kill you the quickest and you can Mm -hmm. usually answer them so that was my week in magic how about you steven
0: uh so my week is a little bit uh lackluster i didn't get to play that much modern unfortunately um i did get to play a little bit online but just a few rounds um didn't really uh Get much testing done. Uh, what I have been able to do is get some standard testing done, uh, because uh, me and my, one of my teammates are currently testing out what standard deck uh, he wants to play, and so I've been able to play my brew decks, which are hilariously fun. One of them is uh, rug lands, and the other one is rug control in in standard. Um, and so those were fun. And then, um, yeah, he's playing a black white deck, bunch of creatures, bunch of removal, um, and it's been rough, just rough. Um, so yeah, that's that's about that's about it. Yay playtesting.
2: Sometimes the decks just aren't good.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, and we just we just need to figure something out because it's either that. So his his like main experience in standard is with blue-white control, and I just, I personally feel like it's just not going to be good enough in this new meta, um, especially when everybody, usually at the beginning of a format, everybody's just playing red or playing, like, super hyper hyper aggro decks, um, but that might just be something we have to consider going back to, just because, um, uh, just because that's the, that's the deck he has the most experience with and he can probably fine tune it to beat aggro decks. Um,
2: yeah, it's rough. he has gotta keep trying. I'm sure there's other decks.
1: Yeah. The thing is like if you're trying to test a new deck or a brew or something, how how long do you go before you give up on it and move on to something else?
0: So we've been we've been testing it for Uh, we have it like on paper under finishing five leagues Um, before that we played two leagues before we decided to like actually start recording data Um, and he won those two leagues but he was like three and two both of those Um, so we're like we're like at not including those two so just the games that we've recorded on paper we're at like an overall record of seven and fifteen which is like abysmal yeah just (laughs) abysmal um so so i feel like this is a good point to like start considering dropping the deck and moving on to something else um i don't know do you guys do you guys usually have like a a pattern of like ah yes this
2: deck is not working we need to move on yeah i mean i usually run something through a few events or leagues and I feel like you can tell like whether it's gelling or not pretty quick. <clears throat> I mean, you throw out the first couple if you're like learning the deck, because mm-hmm. obviously if you don't feel like you're playing the deck correctly, it's not good data. But yeah. if you feel like you got a pretty decent grasp on how, like the order you're supposed to be doing things and the like, you know how you're supposed to pace a game. Like you're obviously not an expert, but you know kind of generally how things are supposed to play out. And if you're yeah. still getting fucking destroyed. I get off the deck pretty quick at that point. If I'm playing against like a variety of like tier 1 decks and I can't beat any of them, after I feel like I've got a decent grasp, I'm like, I'm out.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so I like playing these really convoluted decks. And so when I sit down and rethink, like, oh, should I take taken some of the line and realize that all of the lines all lead to the same loss? I think it's time to, to pack it in. <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes I'll play decks knowing they're not the best, right? it's a Healy cat deck but then when I actually played it I very quickly realized that as hilarious as it is it just wasn't good at all
2: yeah (laughs) replaying the entire game in your head and realize that like what's the what's the uh... thing from uh... uh... doctor strange it's like i've seen i've i've played like twenty one thousand features in my head And they all end the same, or something like that. <laughs> like, lost every single time. Like the
1: time stone or whatever.
2: <laughs> I've I've played this game twenty thousand times, and I lost every single one. <laughs> it's like, mm, <laughs> mm. all right, maybe maybe this isn't the deck you should be playing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyone see any cool decks this week? Any spicy meatballs? not necessarily
0: i mean i keep seeing a bunch of spicy standard stuff but that's just because people are trying out some some weird stuff including uh, a dragon's deck that like pummeled me into the ground yeah did you get nickel bolast no i got sarkoned oh that's cool i like that that's I was like, it was it was very unexpected i was like <laughs> it was like turn, unexpected sarkon it was like turn five and they resolve with sarkon and i just like I'm looking at my hand, I'm looking at the board set, and I'm like, huh, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I need to win before that goes off.
2: Now imagine if they played it on turn three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, if you can't beat that card, that's that's going to be a hard card to, to really get over. Yeah. Good thing there's just like a lot of destroy target or exile target planeswalker.
1: In the format, God, this just reminded me of my my sealed pool. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. I need some because I was looking through the the format and it felt very the rares felt very swingy mm-hmm. on power level. Either they're insane in the brain like limited bombs, or they're literally unplayable. And can you guess what side of the spectrum my rares ended up on?
2: Yeah, they're pretty bad.
0: literally unplayable.
1: So I opened the stupid one black. Uh, instant rents, like oh exile a like, colorless creature gain life equal to its toughness how many colorless creatures are in the set like 3
0: get you a juggernaut four thing.
1: how many of those are playable like
0: good thing god good thing that's a good uh, i also opened part.
1: uh, isolate oh one white exile any any permanent cmc 1 limited seems
0: real good yeah, totally. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Real strong. You get that oh,
2: panel, off.
1: And uh, I, I got a, uh, <laughs> got a, got a mythic in my in my pool. Oh yeah. Which one? I forgot the name of the card, but it was that ten mana red spell, that says exile the top ten cards of your library. Then, if you cast it from your hand, you get to add ten mana of any one color, to your mana
0: pool. Yeah, you're supposed to play that in a mono-red deck, so that way you just you float red. Literally
1: <laughs> unplayable. <laughs> Meanwhile, my opponents are opening cards like the, I call it the Hero of Blade Cat. Yeah. yeah. The 4-mana four 4-4 four four attack, get two one one life-linking attacking cats.
0: Yeah, that card's super good. That
1: card was insane.
0: F- the fact it that was even a-
1: better in my deck than my opponent's when I switcherooed it.
0: I feel like that card's a little, a little uh, wrongly powerful. Um, wrongly powerful. Yeah, like it should mean? have been. It should have been a three three instead of a four four, so it could be bolted, abraded um, perhaps. Abraded, yeah. Whereas like now you just have like a four mana four four, which has like an incredible amount of upside. Like oh, I have this. Good thing I have this lightning strike in my hand, or this abrade in my hand. It's pretty funny
1: against a round one opponent. I switch a rooted. both games. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh, you can have, like, a 1-3. I'm just going to go ahead and take your 4-4 your four, four cat.
2: Oh <sighs> but God. It blocks the other cats.
1: Yeah, but only one of them. I get two. It's funny because game two, he literally said, well, I hope you don't have the Switch card. Spoilers, I had the Switch card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got him.
1: He actually managed to remove it in uh, game two, but not after I made some cats. So he made the four-four flying avatar with the uh, Johnny's enchantment. I don't know what it's called. <clears throat> it's like whenever a creature you control dies, you can sack it, make a four-four flyer.
2: Oh, it's the like promise of boon ray for
1: yeah, like, it whatever an angel, it's called. Of and spirits. <laughs> I didn't have any good way to deal with flyers, so instead I just put it in aura. Yeah, I was playing an, I was playing auras in my deck. Um, Onto my 1-1 one, one Lifeling Cat To give it plus 3 plus 3 So it was a 4-4 with Lifeling And just Solid. like traded Damage back and forth <clears throat> Cause he was attacking me down to 1 So I'd like attack him back up And go back up to 5 And then he'd attack me back down to 1 again I'd Attack <laughs> him go back up to 5 it was, uh, it was a close one Pre-release man
2: Yeah what was your record Chris?
1: I ended 3-1 Hey.
2: How many packs did that get you?
1: Oh, it was just pack per win. So,
2: boo. That that flat prize structure.
1: Yeah. More it was the more of a family-friendly event. You know, more casual whatever. Less top-heavy prize support.
0: Well, let's uh let's talk about our topic this week, uh, GP Sao Paulo. Um so so, so, now, so uh so k c i is here carrier where else
1: arrived. would it be
0: <laughs> is it is is it that this deck is actually that good or that people are getting this lucky i
2: mean how many gps have been now i i think we're out of lucky range well outside
1: yeah so at, at first it was it was just like, well hmm, maybe matt Nass is just a genius and you know he's just like the best and he can play this pile of cards and defeat everybody and then other people started top eighting with the deck as well uh and there's just been a kci deck in the top eight of every single gp ever since he he won the first one with it
0: but that's kind of like like i feel like that happens pretty often right i mean there's also a copy of amulet titan in this one and there has been in top eights uh since that magical top eight um, Maps. So it's like, what like was MAPS. that? I mean,
1: this is the first GB top eight for Amulet since Mapson
0: Since Mapson
1: Mapson uh, lost in the finals to yes. KCI. Yeah.
0: Is it? Is it the first, I feel like we've seen it in the top eight before. Or have we just seen it in like the top sixteen?
1: It's been it's been like one in the top sixteen. Okay. Of uh, the Atlanta Open. Mm.
2: Also, bear in mind. Chris pointed out that KCI like never shows up in like the top 32. <laughs> it's like That's accurate. It's just in the top
0: 8. <laughs> it's like it's either you're winning, you're winning and you're winning or you're losing pretty hard.
1: So I mean, is it just that the deck you need to just run really hot or is the deck just really good but nobody plays it at all ever? So, oh, this guy top 8 it when there was like five people who registered the deck i don't know because remember when um john shadow first popped up right literally Mm -hmm. like what four people registered the deck and three of them made it into top 16 and two of them were in the top eight yeah yeah it was insane so i have no idea what the numbers are for kci but i would imagine it's not that popular of a deck
2: i don't think so opals are a pretty small subset of the the population not a lot of people have Opals, and the ones that do usually have them because they're playing some of their deck that they're pretty invested in. Yeah. Like Affinity, perhaps. Yeah. And, like, definitely see how, like, a deck like KCI doesn't appeal to a lot of the type of people that would play Affinity. <clears throat> and then, like, how many people just want to, like, just want to pick up Opals to play KCI. And especially because we had this banning, uh, this ban restricted update on the horizon, so... I mean that puts a chilling effect on people wanting to buy into a new deck that plays a card like opal right like um and strings opal is yeah opal is always on the chopping block like potentially right like it's always in the back of people's minds is it I feel like I don't think it's ever like super likely, but it's always on the short list I feel like it's on people's short list because they don't
0: like it, but realistically it isn't actually on any on anybody's radar it is an
2: extremely busted card. <laughs> is it though it's it really is. conditional it's a mox if you're playing it's, an artifact deck it's a mox the question is like, does like playing a deck full of artifacts pay you well enough that's like that's the thing your deck has to like pay you for playing all artifacts
0: but it's just PCI like it seems to do that it's conditional right like like you need three artifacts if you don't have three artifacts and it's just like a zero mana do nothing That will eventually do something. I mean, I've definitely played games of Affinity where I resolve my Mox Opal on turn one, fully expecting it to be active next turn, and nothing. And I just get, like, removed the crap out of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: just just your deck failing. It's not the Opal's fault.
0: I'm not saying it's the Opal's fault. I'm actually saying that
1: (laughs) Mox Opal did nothing wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying Mox Opal didn't do anything. Like, it doesn't do anything in particular to warrant being on
2: radar. The uh, I don't know, it's not my personal feeling and that's not what I've seen from a lot of other people's lists of like cards that they that are on there. they like their short list basically.
0: I mean, and yeah. then and then not to mention like the hate for artifacts is like so immense and so present in the format. Why are you getting so defensive, Stephen? Why are you getting so defensive? I always have I have this conversation about like once a month with somebody where they're like, man, Mox Opal needs to be banned. I'm just like, why? I'm not
2: saying it needs to be banned. I'm just saying it's... My dogs are fighting. Uh, I'm just saying it needs to be, like... Not needs to be. It's just on the list. Of like, if you look at cards by power level that are available in Modern, Opal is one of the most powerful cards available for you to play with. Like, that's that's just a fact. It's a Mox. Like, it's a Mox with a le- like a fairly light restriction on how to use it. It's not like Mox Amber where you have to play dumb crap like Legendaries. Artifacts is very achievable. And we know it's achievable because there's three pretty good decks that play it. We got KCI which has been obviously tearing up the GP circuit. It's played in Affinity which has been a top tier deck since the beginning of time. And it's played in Lantern which was terrorizing GPs for a while and is like everyone's least favorite deck to play against ever. Like it's a powerful card that enables people to do stuff that is a little busted.
1: Like the only people who like playing a lantern are Tron players, but don't play Tron. Only villains do that.
2: Only villains do that. But yeah, I, I, your point. Like, yes, there is a lot of really good graveyard hate. That's what keeps these decks in check. If that really good graveyard artifact. Hate, artifact.
0: Didn't hate artifact What am I saying? You artifact said not. You said graveyard.
2: Why did I say graveyard? Anyways, sorry. <laughs> You said you know you said that these you, you, there's a lot of really good artifact hate out there for these decks and you have to fight through that. That's why these decks like still have opal to use. That's why opal hasn't gotten banned because if people want to beat them, they can. but like people always had to like respect affinity by putting artifact hate in their board and when they don't and don't respect it, they get punished really bad, right? Like you're like super happy when no one's playing their ancient grudges or Shatterstorms anymore. Why? Because without that set to hold you in check, you just fucking smash people. Because your like, deck is really good. Like Opal we, is really
1: powerful. Can we just uh, acknowledge for a second how narrow the card Shatterstorm is? Like why narrow? It. This card is only like ever relevant against Affinity. Oh sure. Yeah. Or like Lantern, right? It's not even good against... Like, Stony Silence is is usually said to be pretty good against Tron as well. Shadowstorm, not good at all.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. No, not even a little
1: bit. (laughs) And so it's like the fact that people have to play these incredibly narrow cards just in case they play against one Mr. Roboto, (laughs) right? (laughs) Should, Should give you a little idea of how powerful... Yeah. What you're doing it demands yeah. the respect. Yeah, I don't. I just, you I don't, don't see think, people boarding random blood moons in the deck, afraid of amulet, because they need to respect amulet. No, no, I no, no,
0: truly, no. I truly believe, and this is an unpopular opinion, but I truly believe that the deck can function just as efficient without mox opal.
2: It's just so much slower without it.
0: I mean, if you just replace it with other free mana, it's, it'll do the same thing.
2: No, it doesn't, because then you can't play. Like, what free mana are you putting in? Simeon Spirit Guide. Yeah. Simeon Spirit Guides. Are you kidding me? Multiple
1: Mo- is 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 a uh, one more damage with plating, and or no, Ravager. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. It counts, it is, it, it
0: counts itself it is, for metalcraft. It, like, it is. It turns it is on your galv blasts. It is. It is synergistic in nature, but it is not needed for the deck to perform well. It's two mana towards a thought cast. It is too mana towards the thought cast. That is pretty good,
2: isn't it? Yeah, it's it? fucking nuts. <laughs> it's insane. It makes the colors of mana so you can play your disgusting, filthy, five-color deck. Like, it's busted. It's hella busted. But it's fine because it's been around forever, and there's tons of good sideboard hate, and people have just internalized the fact that they have to play Artifact Hate, and that's just part of playing Modern. Like... I don't think it's like necessarily a bad thing like for how where Modern is right now. I don't think Affinity is even close to being busted or needs a ban, but I do think that Opal is always on the short list because it's such a powerful card. All right. You should always right, be re- a little bit scared every time a BNR announcement comes up. Just a I'm little bit. The not- back of your mind, there should be a little bit of fear. <laughs> you should have a little, like a few, like one or two drops of pee in your pants. So every so time t-
0: so on the only time that's ever happened is after the uh after the gp or the pt whichever one it was that had um lantern control winning mm-hmm. and and like the like the line of play that won the game was with a mox opal and everybody and their mother was just like ban it it needs to be gone it's too powerful that's when like that's when i was like just a tiny bit afraid i was like b- being very logical about it and understanding that it's a very long way from being banned but i was just like a little afraid that wizards would be like all right we gotta make people happy we gotta ban something
2: i mean it's definitely not at the top of my hit list but i mean it's it's on the list it's there it's like it's a uh, it's on parole it's on good behavior, <laughs> but I don't know, man. This KCI is it really deck. on good behavior? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so KCI, like, what were we getting at? KCI has been tearing shit up. Like, I don't think you can ignore the fact that this deck has been showing up in this many top eights. Like, that kind of consistent top eighting is is interesting. And it's even weirder when you consider that there's very few copies showing up in the lower, you know, the lower top eight, top sixteen, top thirty two, the format. Yeah. Um. That's weird to me. And I don't know what's up with that. I don't know if that's just. Because you you know, Chris, you're talking about having the run hots, right? But for every guy yeah. that, ha- that has the run hots and like top eights of the deck and just like crushes it, there should be some guy that was running real hot and like fucking ran out of gas in the last two rounds I mean, hanging out in the top 16. Not if, if nobody not... actually plays the deck.
1: Like like yeah. brand right? If Grishelbrand top eights, do you expect another Grishol brand deck in the top like 100? I don't.
2: I mean, that's fair. yeah right,
1: but but is KCI that unpopular? I think I don't I think know
0: the, I think the problem with KCI is that uh it, like kind of the same problem with amulet, right? It has like a a relatively higher ceiling than most decks. and if you can't really get to that ceiling, then you kind of just you're you just don't win, right? If you can't assemble the pieces and know how to dig yourself out of holes then you just don't win.
2: I mean, maybe.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit of um, Ambulance Syndrome. Like, like back in the Bloom days, right? Yeah. The deck was very, very good. But no one was playing it because it was too complicated. And then pros started investing time in the deck, and then it started showing up all the time.
0: All the time being, being like, two tournaments. Just pointing out uh, just two tournaments.
1: <laughs> right. It granted, the, some of the pros didn't really have it all figured out Based. anyway uh, but right so it, it was very similar like only only a, f- a very select few number of people were actually finding success with the deck but um, Wizards decided it felt too bad to lose against so they had to get rid of it stupid now I don't know how you guys feel about losing to KCI how, how that ranks on your feels bad scale uh, I don't know if it's as high on the feel bad scale as losing to like Ponza
2: not even close <laughs>
1: Or, like, turn three Karn on the draw, like when you're on the draw. Um, but I would imagine it's not... You know, people don't enjoy sitting there and watching their opponent KCI them for, you know, ten minutes or whatever. But at least they can demonstrate a loop now. It's not like the old egg deck where they literally had to sit there for, like, 45 minutes and... Watch their opponent cast Second Sunrise 400 times off of their Conjurer's
2: Bauble. God. Uh yeah, remember the, the guy that put the F six down? Who was that? Is that Kevlar? Oh, I know, I know
0: exactly who we're talking about, and I don't remember it, but I think <laughs> so. It was I, like I remember I the the
2: token was a. It's just a piece of paper that said F six on it, and they got oh, up like it? asked to use the bathroom or something. Yeah, they like asked
1: the judge to come over. I was like, can you, can you like watch my plan? I need you to use the bathroom, and just like left.
2: So, so someone. <laughs> Someone, I think it was Brian Brondewin or someone, was posting on Twitter, like, they're, like, I thought of some, like, epic trolling. It was, like, when your opponent's, like, going off the combo deck, put the F, F6 F down, just, like, cross your arms, watch them, and then, like, right before they finish up, just, like, slam down another one that says F5, remove all auto yields, and then, like, cast something with split second to kill them. <laughs> like a, a sudden shock or something. It's, like, Whoa. oh, that's rude. That's, that's rude, and we definitely get a judge called.
0: I I know that um, I know that RK Post actually has like an F six token. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: it's for your opponent, right?
0: <laughs> you're playing Storm here. You can have. Would this. you Would you like you you Yeah, take this whenever you're ready to F six. Just lay that bad, You can lay that bad boy right <laughs> on the table. I got some
2: coloring books and some crayons for you. At that point, you just fucking go ham. That's what I need for when I play high tide, man.
1: Do you play Sudoku, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh God! Bring like a stack of magazines,
0: just like I brought some entertainment for you when uh, when you feel like using this card here.
2: Do you want? Are you more <laughs> of a Time magazine or a or People better, magazine Better, card better Homes
0: and Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The deck, the deck seems like like I said. I, th- I think the deck is just complicated, which is why we only see. One or two of them in top eights.
2: Um, I'm more of a, a Teen Vogue guy myself. <laughs>
0: you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also think I think I think Men's Fitness. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I think that I think that both of you guys have uh, two valid points as to why we don't see the deck. Is that Mox Opal isn't like it's 100 dollars more than hundred dollars now? It's expensive. And yeah, you know the the affinity players probably aren't going to be willing to jump into this deck. So you have like a very niche, 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 niche group of people that own Mox Opals and want to play this deck. Tryhards, sure. It's tryhards. It's and like a- <laughs> and on top of that, you also have this high ceiling for the deck. So not everybody is going to feel comfortable taking it to a tournament. Yeah. Uh, and on top, so so that makes the the numbers of the decks registered like five to like you know somewhere somewhere in the really low, like it's either one to ten decks registered at a three hundred person
2: event. Yeah, I mean, I think at a big event like a GP, you're probably gonna get two types of people playing the deck. You're gonna get the super tryhards that like got the stuff for the deck because they think the deck is awesome and they practiced a ton and they're just good. And there's gonna be the people that picked it up as a curiosity because they had opals. Or like spare trader cash laying around. And they're gonna be bad. So they're and not gonna they float get, to the top.
1: Yeah, when they get destroyed, are they gonna come register the same deck next time?
2: No. Maybe the, 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 But if they do, they'll do bad again probably. So it's like yeah. they're not gonna show up in the top thirty two.
0: I feel like I feel like the the age of of dedication to a deck, which was kind of what I thought modern was all about when it first started, was like learn a deck know it well you'll do good with it is kind of gone in this like age where like
2: what i disagree i think you you disagree you you've gotten better you've gotten better and so you've realized that there's gains to be had from swapping decks and being a little bit more floaty and i think when you were newer to the format you probably weren't you weren't as good and so you had a lot more you probably had a lot more benefits to gain from staying on the same deck and getting really good at that deck now that you've gotten better you probably see the scenarios where choosing a different deck is a better option so i think that could be part of it that's possibly it i wasn't talking about me personally i play affinity because i just like it i don't think it's bad to stay on the same deck i don't think that era of magic is over uh, for for modern at least i think i think modern like all the like so how many different decks are there in modern right there's a shitload of decks
0: oh yeah there's, there's like there, a ton you actually you actually can't name them all
2: yeah and like and we are thinking about like pretty good or really good decks. There's just a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So now if you pick up a new deck, you need to know... Or maybe you're testing a couple decks for an event, right? Mm-hmm. You have to know every single one of those permutations of matchups. That is a shitload of data to process. Yeah. You know how you circumvent that? I play the same deck every time. You play Affinity. I bet you know how the Affinity versus Jun match goes real fucking well by now, right? So much so that I, I just... I beat on people
0: who don't know what they're doing.
2: Yeah. like great. Th- I don't think that era of modern is over. I think there's still huge edges to get from Let's that. Wait. So what I'm saying is like the newer players
0: coming into the format, uh, they pick up a deck, they realize they're not good with it, and they get a new deck. And because we have decks like KCI or Storm, finding a deck that you can just win with isn't really hard. Wow. I mean, wouldn't we just say KCI is hard to play if you're bad? It is hard to play. But, like, sometimes like you, sometimes you go high and sometimes you just, like, you
2: draw the shit you need to draw and then you just win. I mean, that's modern. I mean, sometimes yeah. you play Death and Taxes and you get Arbiter into Ghost Quarter on turn three and just destroy all their lands. Like, a lot of modern decks have the nuts and, like, yeah. you can just draw into the nuts. Like, that's just magic.
0: Which is uh, why yeah, maybe, maybe some my people play affinity so they yeah. can just draw the
2: nuts hey. maybe, maybe
0: my vision with is their mock Opals. <laughs> maybe my vision is a little skewed
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know I mean I've, there's a there's a there's a give it a push and a pull right between like just swapping decks all the time versus staying at the same deck, but I think both have very real advantages, so I don't know, I think for most people sticking with one deck is not a bad place to be at all mm-hmm. I, mean, I, think, I
0: recommend it to, like, everybody. Everybody's yeah. like, man, how do I how do I b- win this matchup? you just play games.
2: I mean, it's play easy to trick yourself. As many your... games as possible. Yeah, it's easy to trick yourself into thinking you get an advantage just by swapping decks, but if you don't have the time to grind, like, I'm on a different deck all the time. And it's like, I'm not super amazing if any deck in Modern anymore because I've been floating around on decks for, like, two years plus now. Yeah. I haven't had a deck I really liked and sat with for a while since uh, Banteldrazi, I guess. Yeah,
0: you were on drowsy for a long minute, and yeah. then you were on a Tribal Flare for a uh, little bit less of a minute.
2: I played Jeskai. I top eighted a PPTQ with Jeskai last yeah. year. Uh huh. I don't know. It's floating around, man. Oh
1: yeah, you did. Yeah, man.
2: I I failed to body block for you, but you you won anyways. So it was cool. His <laughs> so opponent to decided
1: you? he didn't want to play magic. Yeah. No. <laughs> spells who needs to cast those
0: <laughs> um taking a a quick look at a decks that weren't uh cart clan ironworks. i did mention earlier there was an amulet deck in this top eight which is uh pretty sweet uh chris do you have any any thoughts on this
2: list i'm sure he has a few uh
1: i have a few things i could i could talk about if you would like, like,
0: like to. i would like to hear i would like to hear a, the few opinions you have
1: so uh Going ahead and looking at the main deck, I think the uh, the most obvious differences between this and a more quote unquote stock list is the second Cavern of Souls in the main, mm-hmm. and only two basic forests. Uh, most everyone's been going the minimum of three. A lot of people playing four. Um, ever since the kind of resurgence of control decks and the field of runes and this kind of thing. um, A lot of people have been going up in their basic land count. Two used to be the standard um, maybe, you know, six months ago or or further back. And everyone's been cutting down on utility lands, going up on basics because of field of runes and stuff. This guy, Mm -hmm. back to two. Uh, The other kind of strange thing is two Grove of the Willows. Typically, these would be your, you know, basic forests.
2: Um. Yeah, you know, you point out the guy's only playing two forests, which seems like a lack of respect, right? But, oh, but yeah, but he's totally. got he's got main deck reclamation sage, which says the opposite.
1: Well, okay. So the thing is that main deck reclamation, bleh, main deck reclamation sage is very good against all these blood moon decks and that kind of a thing, right? But Not if you don't have any forests, but the thing is. Accurate. The the people were playing more force, not necessarily for Blood Moon, but for Paths and Field of Runes right? So y- he's kind of giving Blood Moon a nod, maybe even KCI a nod, but kind of giving Paths Exile the bird, right? Like I, no one's playing this this sort of effect. I don't need these basics to go fetch. It's fine. Also, only three gemstone mines, which is a little bit uh, non-standard as well,
0: and to top it off, he's running the playset of Azusa's, which is, uh, I think, wrong?
1: Um, there's basically two camps out there. You're either on the all-in four or nothing, or three is good enough. Three
0: is three is good enough.
1: <clears throat> uh, going to the board, he's got a second Ghost Quarter in there for all the Tron decks out there. That's, you know, getting a little bit more popular. It's the second pack is a little bit curious, um, but what's More curious is this Batter Skull. Oh,
0: Batter Skull,
2: sweet.
1: I have not seen a Batter Skull in an Amulet 75 in probably a year, and back then it was in the main deck. So I I really liked Batter Skull in the main deck way back in the day because it gave you a 5-mana threat. So all those games where you're sitting there upset because you can't quite find your 6-mana, you still have something to play, and it's pretty good. And when you have a ton of mana, it's like kind of a recursive threat... Uh, you can help to grind through like these control decks and these Jund style decks as well But It's been the largely pop- absent in the past um, year for favor of cards like uh, Obstinate Bailoff Probably due to all the burning inquiries that have been running around recently
0: And I think Batter School went out of popularity when Grixis came into popularity, right?
1: Yeah, so the printing of fail Push really did not help the uh, power of Batter School Seeing as how the germ did not actually have a converted mana cost at all. But um, mm. it might be okay in a world where there's not a lot of pushes or um, Colgan's commands. Speaking of which, the uh, top eight had, I believe, two copies of Mardu Pirate
2: Master in yep. it.
1: Yep. two yeah. copies. So there's a plethora of these types of cards in,
2: in that top eight. I think it's really interesting because you know you say the guy didn't respect like Path to Exile very much. What was it last week? We saw you know the Path to Exile top eight with just a pile of blue, white, and some Jeskai. Yeah, and like no respect. But then you look here, and there's not a lot of uh, Path to Exile. Like Mardu doesn't normally play very many copies, if any. And it looks like uh, the first place list has uh, no copies at all of Path, and the uh, one in eighth. Uh, looks like also zero copies of path so I mean looks
1: like there's only called shot only I guess one deck in the top 16 that plays path at all so I guess it was correct for the weekend but
2: uh yeah. it seems crazy after the uh the meta that you know we saw just recently I mean opposite sides of the world but um, people pay attention to the greater trends at work and they tweak their decks, so I'm surprised.
1: Yeah, so I think this guy was um, really kind of gunning for these KCI decks. So he's got three abrades in his sideboard, and three nature's claims, and a Tormod <sighs> script, and a second Pax investigation. He he came
2: prepared. Gotta beat that. And he popsicle. still had
1: the old Rurikthar. Oh god, I love Rurikthar. So uh, come to find out that uh, the people in the Ema Discord referred to Rurikthar as Shrek. Because he is an
2: ogre. <laughs> I see it. I can see yes, it. I'm down god, with it. I'm so happy. That's the best. <laughs> I am on board. On board. One hundred percent. Somebody once told me.
1: And he is green, so.
0: Somebody once told me. I just want to keep singing.
2: Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> i want to commission
2: you an altar of him coming out of the fucking bathroom now. Oh my god
0: uh taking a look a little higher uh than amulet is is this affinity list which I found to be some some hot spice um two galvanic blast two karn as your um extras in the deck three menmites no uh welding jars and then pretty stock after that oh it's playing four master Ethereum's and no it's champions in the main board uh seems pretty cool that's it. Seems pretty cool. That's that's about it. Oh, the sideboard isn't multicolored. It's uh, two colors, which is a little strange, especially when you have powerful cards in other colors. But I suppose if you were gunning to hit a specific range of decks, I think this does pretty well.
1: I'm a little bit surprised to see um, zero copies of Blood Moon in the sideboard. I think uh, Finny decks typically play at least one
0: yeah right but uh if you feel like you don't need it i mean usually it's kind of like it's kind of like that double-edged sword right you turn off their lands but you also turn off the how quick your clock is because your man lands go away um you know if you feel like you can win without it more power to you
1: a little interesting as well as there's we have all these red cards on the sideboard
0: yeah and then playing they're playing island. that island yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering. You're playing. I know they're playing four Master Theorem, but I feel like the, the amount of red cards in your sideboard would warrant running a mountain over an island. Oh well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure they had the reasons, and you know, it, it panned out for them. They're, they they ended up getting fifth place, which is pretty sweet.
1: What well, I think is kind of interesting here is this. Uh, the seventy-five has literal zero ways to remove a Stony's Islands.
0: Yeah, I think more decks are pulling toward more affinity decks are pulling to not even caring about stony silence uh because it's not an end all be all as cuz most people just keep bad hands like stony silence plus like all ants or stony silence plus no action and they get punished pretty severely when I when you end up resolving like double signal pass triple ornithopter um it's just kind of like that was a cool turn too i suppose do you have a follow-up no okay i'm gonna swing for uh one two three four five six seven eight per turn put you on a three turn clock yeah
1: man. i mean i guess karn kind of helps uh with with that you know making yeah. constructs doesn't really care about your stony silences neither does master of ethereum yeah. and i guess you have uh, a Grid in the board which Correct. turns your dumb artifacts into something vaguely useful
0: Pretty useful, dude. When that card dissolves, you usually just win. Usually, usually, just- usually, not always, but usually. All right, but what I really, but my main focus of looking at these decks was to uh, take a look at this uh, Traverse Abzan deck, Abzan Traverse deck. Uh, kind of, uh, I kind of uh, I made a little reference to to Flare tribal flare earlier hm. and um here we have four copies of
2: grim flare man i got destroyed by this deck online i bet this deck looks freaking sweet i i i played against this basically um pretty sure i didn't see the seed rhinos uh, but uh yeah i got a uh, I got riggedy wrecked
0: yeah i bet you got pooped on man look
2: at this deck this deck is sweet <laughs> it's a lot of lingering souls yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's uh, it's kind of like doing the dundee type thing. Um, was definitely not pleased to uh, come into contact with it, dude. This hot spice, grizzly savage, salvage,
0: salvage.
2: <laughs> no, it's savage because it's so spicy. Grizzly savage. I mean, I won't disagree with that. It is pretty savage.
1: I just find the removal package is so strange in these decks. Three push, two path two Erupt Decay, one Brutality, and then the deal 3-1 split on Liliana the Veil and Liliana the Last
0: Hope. 3-1 split is where it's at. I know people, people strongly disagree, but the 3-1 split is where it's at. I'd even go so far as saying, like, 3-2 is good. Not enough Lilies.
2: I mean, I do like Last Hope quite a bit. I'm not sure if she's still there now, like, in the current meta, but... I could be convinced. I do like that card more than most. If Pyromancer sees sees a surge, it's pretty
0: sweet. Four Four Last Hope all the way.
1: I mean, other than Pyromancer, let's look at uh, what other creatures Leon Last Hope is good against. Every oh, Iron affinity No, that's that's no good. Uh, Affinity's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Worm Quill Not so good. No. Uh, Primeval Titan, mm, not so mm. good. Reality Smasher? Mm, mm. Not so good. <laughs> uh, oh, another Primal of Titan out of Titan Shift? Yeah, not the best. Mm. Um, I guess it kills Snapcaster Mage out of the Blue white deck.
0: There it goes.
1: Okay. Uh, does not kill a Entreat the Angel's Angel, though. Mm. It does not. Uh, it doesn't even kill most of the creatures in Burn. No, it doesn't. <laughs> or, like, any of the creatures in Burn? Any of them.
0: No, none of them. Zero. Actual zero. Make some small boys, though.
1: Oh, Hollow One, it also kills S- literally S- no creatures. S- I guess it kills the like Bloodgast. Yeah. bo So I wouldn't say that Last Hope is in the best place at the moment, but.
2: It's not in the worst.
1: You know, you can minus it, help fuel your graveyard for delirium and whatnot. And I don't know.
0: Well, that was GP Sao Paulo, man. That was all of it. That was. That was all of it. You know what that means, guys? What does that mean? Time for a thought of the week.
2: Thought of the week.
0: Where we tell you
2: what card we are totally hyped to play in Hour 75. John, let's start with you. Uh, I am totally hyped to play uh, High Tide. Yes, yes, yes. There are some more High Tides in my future, I assure you. Um, Not off to the best of starts. But I will rally back. I will uh, persevere and uh, I will, we will rebuild. We will rebuild, reset even. Uh, I don't think I want to play the reset version of the deck, but uh, it's worth the pun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to keep playing high tide. I think the deck is super sweet um, and uh, I'm gonna keep jamming with it online and probably spend way more time playing it than I should be because I should be practicing just Guy. but never mind that. How about Don't worry about that. How about you, Chris? What's your slot of the week? Or your, uh, your, uh, your fancy pants card that you want to play so bad? So,
1: I think my slot of the week is going to be Jace the Mind Sculptor.
2: Jace the motherfucking Mind Sculptor?
1: Because I just recently obtained one using my store credit and I am looking for excuses to play it. So I'll probably try and run the uh, Blue Red Moon deck that John was playing to a couple weeks ago, playing Jace's, and it will give me a slight break from playing Amulet and having to be very upset playing against Blood Moons because instead I'll be the one playing the Blood
2: Moons. I think it's better than wow. just guy and our meta. Our local meta, I think it's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I, like there's so many Moons in that room, so playing a deck that is kind of immune to it seems really good.
2: It's got answers for the other shit people are doing too with a braid
1: speaking of which, that's a card I should probably own get around to owning
2: you can borrow mine <laughs>
1: uh, so uh Steven what's your slot of the week
0: my slot of the week is a three mana destroy all creatures spell uh well not destroy deals damage I guess, suppose what it onto's is, last reckoning uh, yeah you know what that one's that one's not bad I is, was it, thinking, is it ter- no. terminus god get out of here guys. it's not three this, mana this is my slot of the week get it's out of here <laughs> uh sweltering suns Red red one, deal three damage to all creatures, and you can cycle it for three colorless mana. Um, Council's
2: judgment.
0: Here the fucking worst. To go away. That's three mana. Um, this card is super sweet and standard right now. I think I don't know why it's not played. Honestly, I I keep thinking I keep looking at all these decks that I've been playing against. Um, as as people are testing, and it's just like Sweltering Sun seems like a no brainer, it deals three damage, it kills everything. If it doesn't kill something, then you probably can like sweep it up with like a shock or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything
1: about standard, but I would guess that, um, if you're playing Sweltering Suns, it means you're playing a red deck, and uh my guess would be that Soldier Sons would kill almost everything in your deck as well. Unless you're playing Control. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a Grixis Control deck out there. Think
0: think bigger. Green.
1: Green-red Control?
0: Yeah. Got Go to
1: Control? Is it time?
0: I mean, that's probably a little too big, but, um, uh, anyway, yeah, I just, I don't know, I feel like you can make something pretty cool with, uh, with teamer colors or just red-green in general. You can make these creatures that are way bigger than Sweltering Suns and then just play Sweltering Suns and kill everything else but your creatures, and then you get to win.
2: Winning sounds good. I do like winning. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I prefer it to losing, honestly. Is that Gwen Stefani? Yes. Huh. Yes, it is. She was in that movie. I didn't realize For the listeners, Gwen Stefani was in Zoolander. Why that's relevant, you don't need to know. (laughs) What's Zoolander? The worst. There's
0: There's only one Zoolander. Why male models? Anyways, thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflex.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, mtgconflex, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments that you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. Later.